and we are rolling. Hello. Hi, welcome to Movie Kill. I'm Shelly P. I'm Nadira G, and this is the podcast where we play the popular party game, but with movies loosely tied by a similar theme. And this week's movies are She's the Man, Clueless, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes, indeed. And the theme, drum roll, please. Teen movies based off of classic literature, if you couldn't guess by you the know we had to themselves. do it to them you know we had to do it yeah English girls eventually. you know we had to do it absolutely we've been gone for a while but we're back and we decided to come back with a few of our absolute faves well I'm speaking Thank for you. you I'm assuming there are a few of your absolute faves yeah they're great movies have withheld the test of time as people would definitely openly say about these movies classics like absolutely. equivalent to the Sopranos mm. all things people would say that's hilarious. Could you imagine if someone was like, yeah, no, I mean, the whole, the, all of them, the, they're yeah. only compared, could only be compared to The Sopranos and The Wire. Exactly. And The Wire, and, and The Wire, and those are like, it's, it's those three movies, these incredible long-running television shows, somehow equivalent. Godfather Who? Yeah. Who is that? I don't know. What, I guess we should start off with our rankings. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, I know what yours is going to be and I feel like it's going to be different than mine um yeah but I hope yeah. that we can get some some mix it up get some variety I like that yeah um so I always love playing this game where I do this research watch the movies and then come to the podcast completely forgetting the main purpose which is ranking them so <laughs> I'm just gonna spit fire here and what I'm gonna do is say I would f- 10 things I hate about you I would marry she's the no I would marry clueless and I would kill she's the man okay that's actually not what I thought you were gonna say interesting but it's still a little different so I'm going to clueless because Mm -hmm. I mean obviously marry she's the man and I'm killing 10 things I hate about you I feel really bad about it but it had to be done someone had to be slain so I, I I slayed it but but it hurt it hurt my heart to even type it in my in my sticky note on my laptop mm. it, hurt. it hurt a little bit I gotta say I I think honestly like and I think we can like dive into this more but I think that clueless and 10 things I hate about you are a lot cheesier than she's the man but I feel like the intention is to like be like kind of making fun of kids at that time or like kids in general so yeah I mean I think potentially Potentially. I don't know if I'd actually classify Clueless as cheesy and we can we can get into to why or why not. But I do think that at its head, She's the Man is actually the cheesiest. It's just that it's a comedy. So you're yeah. allowed to laugh. You know what I mean? Like it, it knows what it is. 10 Things I Hate About You is cheesy, but only because it's supposed to be serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though like if you're actually boiling down like the plot, She's the Man is definitely the cheesier of the three. Hey guys, Nadira here. So I accidentally messed up the first 15 second summary. I thought I was doing Clueless, but my brain actually heard Clueless and thought 10 things I hate about you. So even though I start by saying Clueless is a movie that I actually go on to describe the plot of 10 things I hate about you, uh, I left us realizing the mistake in there just in case you wanted to laugh. But um, yeah, back to the pod. Um, so 
Clueless is a movie about a girl named Bianca who wants to start dating, but her dad, who I think is an OBGYN, but I'm not entirely sure, is really protective. And so he makes a deal that she can't start dating until her sister starts dating. But her older sister is like a feminist and classically in a patriarchal society, not dateable. And I couldn't finish it. But I thought you were reading Clueless. Oh, that's 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, the whole world was like interesting. This Heisman, the whole. Ooh, controversial. We're back the and we're playing. The whole thing. Yeah, 10 things I hate about you. Good, good movie. I, you can tell me your initial thoughts since you just did the. Yeah, so let me flush out my 15 second summary, which is really hard to do. Based um, on Shakespeare movie, Taming yes. of the Shrew. So, yes, movie. so it's movie. <laughs> so it's based off of Shakespeare's play the taming of the shrew that is the classic literature that it is based upon and the the rest of that is that the younger sister bianca then hires the sort of bad boy of the school to seduce her sister so that she can start dating so that they both can start dating basically so that their dad will let them both start dating and that's like the end of the plot um that i wasn't supposed to say but i did um so i killed this movie but you loved this movie? Yeah. So I feel like we should, we should talk about why we love it first and why it was hard for me to kill it. And then I can go into why I killed it. Yeah, I, I think that I really love Some Things I Hate About You because, again, like you said, like that cheesiness aspect of it and just how like simple it was in so many ways and how many tropes it had, which was like, nerdy boy wants to get with popular girl like mm-hmm. younger sisters like cool and fun older sisters like icy and like would rather read sylvia plath than hemingway and like let me think what other, and Heath ledger was obviously so charming the classic like these people are clearly not 15 year old but we're having them act as 15 year old and i wasn't such a sucker for like young joseph gordon levitt i remember um yeah when he was on that like old sitcom like three planets from the sun or something like that mm-hmm. something oh my god something solar. Yeah, he was so thinking cute and I just I loved him in this I thought he was so earnest and um yeah I love those like little like you know easy girl power moments where it's like and also I loved the hidden depth I think as the movie went forward and you find out that like the whole reason why Julia Stiles character um is like protective of Bianca is because the girl the boy that Bianca's trying to get with like had of like like peer pressured the older sister into sex like way back and she's like, yeah. trying to protect you so I just thought I was like wow so I think all in all, I really loved it. I, the iconic moments of the, like, I love you, baby, Heath Ledger moment. That was so sweet. The Bianca, like, wailing on me. <laughs> um, hey, what, what moment is that? Oh, wait, he has the marching band, like, after Oh, that's, prom. that's, no, that's, it's Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Yeah. I was like, does he oh. sing another song? I was like, I missed yeah. that part. You're right, you're right, it's, you're right. It yeah, it can't take my eyes off of you. And actually, if you, because I was doing research for trivia and all of these movies have some actually really fascinating, like extra tidbits of trivia. Um, mm. And one of the, one of the weirdest ones. So <laughs> it says, Patrick sings Can't Take My Eyes Off of You by Frankie Valley to Cat. This makes Heath Ledger the third actor to sing the song, I guess in a movie, prior to playing a Batman villain. The first was Christopher Walken in The Deer Hunter before going on to play Max Shrek in Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer in The Fabulous Baker Boys before going on to play Selena Kyle or Catwoman in Batman Returns. And on top of all of that, 
Christopher Walken won an Oscar for The Deer Hunter. Michelle Pfeiffer received an Oscar nomination for The Fabulous Baker Boys. And while Ledger did not receive an Oscar nomination for this film, obviously, he did win in the same category as Walken for playing the Joker in The Dark Knight. I don't know wow. whose brain put all of that say, together. I have never connected those dots. Yeah, but, um, you know, fun fact about <laughs> the iconic scene. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. No, I mean, that. I, that that's exactly what I was going to say next. So that's like, so cool <laughs> that you got that. But um, yeah, I love the movie. I thought it was sweet. I love the little sweet met. Like her little poem at the end, where she's like, "And the worst yeah. part is I hate you. I don't hate you at all." And I'm like, "Yeah." Like, and then years later, Miley Cyrus made seven things I hate about. Right? You. Yes, I can't. I was thinking about that too. I can't. That was culture. Iconic. Ah, oh, it's such an influential movie. It's got such great music, and I do love the movie. I love the dad. He's so funny. Yeah. I don't know. I love that <laughs> Julia Stiles' character, Cat even though she is like sort of considered this like traditional patriarchal undateable character because she reads the bell jar by Sylvia Plath and shit. <laughs> it's like, um, even though it like starts off that way, I like that the resolution of the film isn't, oh, she's actually warm and fuzzy inside. I like that the resolution of the film is like, no, she's just right about a lot of things. You know what I mean? And like, she's mm-hmm. been burned before and honestly, men kind of suck. Like, <laughs> and um, I, I really appreciated that. Like you said, I think the reveal of why she is so rough around the edges, let's say, I think that that was done extremely well. Any movie that has a young Gabrielle, Un- well, an older Gabrielle Union playing a young Gabrielle Union is a movie I like to see um, oh, yes. just an icon a teen major high school mm-hmm. but not actually teenager icon of the mm-hmm. of the time of the 90s we stand and like you said I mean I also I too am a sucker for a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt he's just so adorable and the idea of him and his twin because for some reason they look just alike Heath Ledger being in the same oh. thing is so wonderful and Heath Ledger is just like, I mean, man, yeah. you know, just so lovable. Even so, so I would say so surprisingly dreamy for his time because at that time they, he was like it was Freddie Prince Jr.'s moment. Like for him to have been like the kind of lead that we were all smitten over, I think was really cool. Yeah, and I I really like that his bad guy thing isn't actually like so many of those movies from the time are like this guy actually is really horrible to people and particularly women but yet he's hot and this was just like no he's from Australia and he wears leather jackets so there were rumors about him you know like he's actually like a good person like his whole bad boy image has nothing to do with how he actually treats people which I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed um and he's just so dreamy and that scene of him dancing on the what do you call it yes the bleachers thank you um is just iconic and yeah I love it and then if you, you killed wanted... it but oh you kill yeah it? okay sorry I forgot I did that so <laughs> the reason why um I murdered it is less about the movie and more about the other movies honestly but I feel mm. like compared to the other two they just hold bigger places in my heart I think this is the one I've watched the least out of all of them for me Clueless is more of like an a more iconic film in terms of like the culture you know and she's the man is just like my, one of my per- like there's nothing beating an objectively good movie yeah. yeah I mean it's just also just one of my personal favorites like I can quote that movie 
forwards and backwards. So it's just, there's nothing that was getting married without any hesitation. So it's, it really just, it came down to like other factors, but I do absolutely love this movie. And the, um, the, the two women who wrote it also wrote Legally Blonde and The House Bunny. So like talent. they're so good and i actually would love to rewatch them so maybe we will we'll we'll find a way to work those in um okay should we transition into a game yes well you've been talking trivia do you want to do some yeah yeah let's do some two truths and a lie and a lie okay your first truth and or lie to incorporate the appropriate slang for clueless, the writers and producers actually surveyed high school students in Beverly Hills. Number two, the producers initially wanted Jesse McCartney to play the role of Sebastian, Amanda's brother, and she's the man because his facial features are similar to Amanda Bynes, but he was unavailable, so they chose James Kirk instead. Number three, the table dance scene in 10 Things I Hate About You is what led Julia Stiles to land the, ro- the leading role in Save the Last Dance our favorite <laughs> that is really good um i ooh, ooh, ooh. um so kind of cheating or accidental cheating and that i know the first one about clueless is true just because i saw that in a review of them being like oh it's so cool how they um polled like teenagers to make sure the slang was correct um so that i'm gonna say is a truth I want to say, I also really want to believe the Jesse McCartney thing is true. They do do a good job of making James Kirk look like Olivia. Or do like they? <laughs> I don't know. As much as I love that movie, I think that that is probably the most questionable part about it. <laughs> yeah, when they do like the switcheroo and like nobody like misses a beat. Like, <laughs> like that's they look kind of nothing funny. alike, but I'm sorry. But I guess that's similar to how like so many things happen in Shakespeare where they're like, I'm this person and everyone's like, okay. All right. And half the time it's like a man playing a woman. As <laughs> so. always a man playing a woman. Um, and the third one being the dancing table scene. <laughs> I think that's the lie. <laughs> I hope that's not the reason. That's is that your final answer? Yes. Um, no, that is true. So actually, Whoa. the first one is a lie. So I, I made that up. Thought... They definitely visited high schools, but they never actually, as far as my research goes, I didn't literally look this up because I made it up. <laughs> but right. I, I know that they visited high schools just to see like what it was like and how teenagers interact. But as far as I know, they didn't actually like survey high school students to be like, what slang? but I do know but actually you know why I don't think it's true because another piece of trivia that I found is that in promo for the film they released a little book called like how to talk clueless Mm -hmm. and so it included like all of the lingo and then that some of that like calling a hot guy a Baldwin then became teen slang so it actually like influenced some of teen slang but that again, according girl. to IMDb, I feel like we need an actual linguist to solve solve this problem. Fascinating. The table That's dance funny. scene leading to Julia Stiles landing the role in Save the Last Dance truly sent me into the next That's atmosphere. So good. It's so amazing that that That's is so um, a piece of truth that exists in the world. So yes, so that was the potential 
potential lie, but also could be a truth. Also, as we're no, I, I guess I, I believe you. I, I think that that I played myself and maybe willed that to be true. But um, so cool. let's do clueless, and you're gonna have to time yourself because my phone's all the way over there. Yeah, I'm sorry. No worry. All right. Um, clueless takes place in Beverly Hills. It's about a young girl, Cher, who is trying to be a good person in her life. Kind of has all these like weird situations. Um, and then kind of realizes that just because she does nice things doesn't mean nice things should happen to her. And then she has a change of heart to become a better person genuinely. Yes, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It is based off of, well, it was released in 1995. It was, was the oldest of the movies. Yes, it is based off of Jane Austen's Emma, which is why we can't say that they're all based off of Shakespeare. It's based off of classic lit. Um, oh, yeah, and the sort of like central plot I think those were I think that is the best summation of the movie because there's a lot of mini plots and that's like the the overall theme but Mm -hmm. the sort of summation of the central plot is that she Cher decides the way she's going to be a good person is by giving a new girl at school a makeover and trying to like match her Mm -hmm. with her popular friends that are guys and um it's does not work out the way the way she thinks it will um and again I wonder if this was the first that created the trope of like making someone popular and then them becoming more popular popular. because that's the can't buy me love right like yeah 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 exactly don't cost a thing yeah which means that um it was not because I'm pretty sure can't can't buy me love came out before oh you're right young Patrick Dempsey yeah so but that's that's a good recall because I would have been like uh, I don't know but to be completely honest I don't know the actual plot of Jane Austen's Emma so maybe Emma is the original oh um, that's so true but I I I could not tell you I I really yeah. don't know something I could have done more for this episode is actually looking into Othello Taming of the Shrew and Emma but I didn't. I don't know why you'd be looking into oh, Othello, even... but. Oh, sorry, Twelfth Night. Twelfth yeah. Night. Sorry, 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 sorry. There is a really, really, really bad movie called O that is like in these, like, it's like a teen remake starring Mackay Pfeiffer of um, Othello, but it's, oh. it's very, it's very bad. Um, oh. So would not recommend. And I'm not trying to throw Mackay Pfeiffer's name out in these streets because he's doing the culture some good. So yeah, we're not going to do, we're not going to do that to him. Um, but yes, Clueless. So I um, this movie. I this movie is just iconic. It's iconic for so many reasons. It's iconic for the slang. It's iconic for the costumes and the outfits. It's iconic for I don't know, just the overall aesthetic of it and all of the great moments it has given to um, movie culture and movie history I don't know it's just literally like the epitome of American pop culture you know what I mean it's one of those things kind of like um um kind of like the breakfast club that it's just like when people think of American teen movies one of the things they think of is clueless and I think that although it does have some misgivings and mostly around the fact that the main relationship that is solidified at the end is nearly incestuous um, <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> I do think it actually is a perfect script. Like, like I think it's just, it leaves you wanting for nothing. All of the characters are fully fleshed out. They sort of get their, all the characters that are 
intended to get entire arcs do. Um, and the ones that don't get entire arcs still get a little bit of development. Like even um, Dion and Murray, even their relationship, you know, still gets a little bit of development towards the end. And like, we start to understand it better. I just like the, the usage of voiceover often in, <laughs> in the movie to sort of go through what Cher's thinking. And cause I think it's sort of like the only way to get that like introspective thing, but to also have it be funny. And there's just so many little amazing tiny moments. Like another piece of trivia that I actually did know beforehand was that um, Alicia Silverstone, when she was playing Cher towards the beginning of the film, when she's in debate class and she's talking to, I forget the sort of like rival girl and she's like trying to beat her or whatever. And mm. she, she opens up her, her part of the debate by calling Haitians Hadians. Um, Alicia Silverstone actually thought that that was how it was pronounced and they didn't correct her because the director realized that it was such like a like it's such a share thing to do um, to say this like wonderful thing about how people need help but to like call the people that she's talking about something completely different Um, the movie's got so many great moments like that and so many great behind the scenes stories about those moments and it's just you could like dig into it forever and again I just want to look like all of them it's just also an incredibly hot movie that's what I was gonna say where I'm like I I like the like I think before ever watching Clueless and like knowing what a cult classic it was I was like all right like let me watch it and I think I'm pleasantly surprised by movies like this similar to like Legally Blonde and House Bunny, not that we were comparing them, but they clearly came up, is the person that you suspect to be a mean girl is actually incredibly kind, <laughs> like is just trying her best. Mm-hmm. So it's just like all preluding to, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, who's like hot girls or nice girls, like absolutely true. Um, but yeah, I think out of all three of the movies that we're comparing, like Clueless is the most, of, as far as like, like you said, cult classic, where like the visuals are so present in people's minds too, like so unique, like led to like the whole fancy creation of like fancy, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Like very visually, like you know what Clueless looks like. Whereas I don't see people like, oh, that's such a ten things I hate about you outfit. <laughs> like right. that's such a you know she's the man look. Right. <laughs> which is just you dressing. Well, up I was gonna say which is just drag queens, but yeah, and like wearing like a, <laughs> a shirt with a long sleeve shirt underneath. Yes. That look we love. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if we're talking about studs, man, Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. I mean, I think Heath Ledger and Paul Rudd and Channing Tatum and all three of these movies do what needs to be done. You know, they Mm -hmm. did their work. I hope they got paid well because they did what they came to do and it was a job well done. And he's Mm -hmm. just so dreamy and I swear he hasn't aged. And even though I'm like, that's your stepbrother, it's, um, you know. We're all kind of like, yeah, we would too. Like, yeah, we're weird. like, we get it. We get yeah. it. Um, and yeah, I think Brittany Murphy, does, and I think all, like everyone just pulls their weight. Like Brittany Murphy does such a wonderful job as Ty, like being sort of yeah. like, she's, she's just so funny and quirky and cute and adorable. And I mean, we can also talk about the fact that all three of these movies have like leading actors or actresses who have, either experienced or succumbed to incredible trauma but um because yeah. Heath Ledger passed away yeah Heath yeah. Ledger experienced an untimely death Brittany Murphy experienced an untimely death and we'll obviously get into Amanda Bynes and her whole experience um but yeah Brittany Murphy is just so likable in it and Brecken Meyer is like also adorable in it as Travis mm-hmm. like and when the little moment oh, where I they're like Travis. he's so cute and the little moment where they're 
like bonding over the like cartoon alien that she drew on her fault. It's just like you can't, you know. I I mean they they made those things up, but you can't make them up. You know what I mean? Like it's just got mm-hmm. all of those perfect little moments. And um, I mean I I don't know. It even I feel like the the black characters aren't. They are stereotypes, but they're not stereotypes. You know what I mean? Like they still feel yeah. fresh and Very they still cool. feel lived in. Yeah. And they don't feel sort of like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Just <laughs> but like yeah, it's just great. Um, and, you know, I, I saw that they were doing a remake of it into a TV show now. And yeah. I, I was looking it up and I saw basically like it had this whole description of the show and I was like okay yeah oat milk lattes whatever whatever but then I saw that bisexual was like a part of the sort of like overall pastiche of what the Mm. new show is going to be and I was like no you know what that's that's good that's right if you're going to do clueless in this day and age the way to do it is with more gender and sexual fluidity you know like that's Mm. sort of the the foundation I think that it needs to be on and I think that's gonna make for a really interesting show and experience so yeah yeah hopefully like hopefully it'll be good um but do you want to talk about why you I think you killed it I did kill it and it was a very last minute um attempt so I can't say that I did it you know with any malice in mind I think just out of the three Clueless is the one that while I enjoyed and I was like this is fun and this is dreamy and I would love to like live on this like in this like aesthetic I don't think I'm like as into it as far as like long term as the other movies like I don't think like the same way that like if I'm with my friends and we're scrolling through like Disney plus I'd be like oh let's watch 10 things I hate about you or like let's watch um you know she's the man whereas I think like with Clueless if it was on like it'd be cute but I think I would be less likely to like be tuned into it the way I would be into the other two um as far as just like it just is just like something comfortable reliable like good on good on in the background but I don't think I'm like immersed in it the same way because I'm like I get it it's a cult classic the same way that like Heather's is like aesthetic and a cult classic like whatever yeah that's fair that is fair yeah so I'm ready to play my game of guess which review this movie belongs to okay I'm ready if you are I always fail but I'm ready I I make this intentionally hard for no (laughs) for no reason um so here's the bad review where it says one out of five stars on Amazon and it says, I realize I'm in the minority here since this film has gotten great reviews, but every one of the characters, main character included, were disgustingly shallow. I never cracked a smile during the entire movie. I didn't like any of the characters, um, except the guy who ends up with main character. That's not enough to justify investing my time in this. I mean, I'm going to guess Clueless. Yes. Okay. And I was clueless. like, if you think any of the other ones are shallow, I mean, I, I guess, but... Amanda Bynes is like a whole man you know what I mean it's like she's not like yeah and then there's another review it says the most this is a five out of five uh the most important movie of our time um let me tell you this is um my friend recently told me she's never seen this film and also I had dumb taste in movies we agreed to film nights in which one of my faves is viewed as is one of hers um through this movie she was on the edge of her seat and ultimately had her own self-realization make no mistake this is a feminist anthem of our millennium on the edge of her seat and had her own realization that's cute okay yeah um 
I want to say it's also Clueless, but <laughs> I actually feel like that one. Okay, I'm going to say the one I actually think it's not just because I really, really, really want it to be for She's the Man, but I don't think it's She's the Man. I think it could equally be Clueless or 10 Things I Hate About You, but my final answer is She's the Man because I'm willing it to be true. Yes, it is true. <gasps> Yay! So I, think part of, I think honestly part of the reason why I chose She's the Man last minute into my Mary is because I was moved by these reviews that like out of all three of the movies, like the She's the Man ones were like bam 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 like this movie was so important to me like because it, it oh, yes I, it yes. holds it holds it does no. it does and it it I love it so much and I think it also is the most underrated of the three obviously like I know swaths of people who have never seen it um and really yeah because it's not one of the ones that's talked about when you're like oh can you think of iconic like teen rom-coms you know People, yeah, I, think I guess it's, that's fair. Amanda Bi- Amanda Bynes often gets sweeped under the rug with all the her movies during this time. Which is because the um, the number of wow. people who haven't seen Sydney White too is, I mean, yeah. criminal. I mean, I honestly don't think I I watched it like late, like it was on Netflix one year and like after like 2015 that I chose to watch it. I mean, yeah. Do you want to do the two? Let's Amanda do the yeah. Let's seconds. do the 15 second summary first before I start crying about how much I love Amanda Bynes. And go. Okay, She's the Man is based off of Shakespeare's Twelfth Night, and it is about a girl named Viola who pretends to be her brother who goes off to England to play music with his band um, to play soccer at a new high school. So she dresses up as her brother to play soccer because her high school team got cut at her high school. And I just said high school and soccer a lot. But basically, Mm -hmm. she falls in love with her roommate while she is pretending to be her brother who is aptly named Duke, first name, Orsino last name. Yes, because in the play, the love interest is Orsino, and he is a Duke. <laughs> so that is why it's called that. And then there's a whole bunch of, like, like the tarantula is called Malvolio because there's a character named Malvolio. Illyria is the name of the town that it all happens in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a whole lot mm-hmm. of, what do you call it, references. There. Yeah, I feel like their commitment to um, Twelfth Night was better than... Um, 10 Things I Hate About You's commitment to Shaming of the Shrew. And as far as I know, Clueless's commitment to Emma as well. I think if we're talking about most closely held to the original text, I think She's the Man definitely wins. Definitely takes the cake. Um, I'd have to double check that, but that, from what I understand, that is to be true. I just, I mean, I don't know. I love this movie. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, Me and one of my best friends, Jill... We quote it all of the time at each other. We have literally watched the movie and quoted like every single line. I've seen the, I own the DVD and I've seen the, the commentary from the actors like three times, meaning I've watched the movie with people talking over it three times. Um, so I know all the like ins and outs and tidbits and it just makes me so happy. And it's so funny. And again, a movie where every single person pulls their weight you know, I think that there's a lot of unsung heroes in that film. Um, David Cross being one as the principal is just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so funny. And um, the friends, Channing Tatum's friends in the movie. One of them was the Red Power Ranger. But anyway, so wow. <laughs> yes, isn't that crazy? So um, Channing Tatum's friends, I think, are also hilarious. Some dudes just walk in the light, you know, like I literally could just quote the whole thing. I love the movie so much. Um, screw you guys I hate high school like just a whole bunch of things that I've said 
that I continue to say that I will always say from this movie. And I think that it, I don't know, I think it actually does a good job at, it's such a classic trope, but the whole like girls can do whatever they want to do. And if she wants to be a soccer player, she's just as good of a soccer player as the guys are. And, you know, just kind of like that whole girl power thing. And I think it Mm -hmm. does a good job of that. And I also like that at the end, she ended up friends with Olivia, even though it was a really complicated situation for them. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. And also yeah. hilarious that Olivia like just ends up with like real Sebastian where I'm like, girl, maybe you should address the fact that you were like ready to be with his sister. Like, yes. <laughs> but, yes, absolutely. It's just, I don't know. And there's just so many great, like there's so many hilarious, wonderful moments and it's just so great. And I mean, Amanda Bynes is just, if I had to pick a favorite Amanda Bynes performance, I think this would be it. Like she's oh, America's Amanda. Sweetheart. Yeah, she's peak Amanda. She's like turned up all the way, like firing on all cylinders. She's so funny. She's so likable. She's so personable. And I think the the magic about Amanda Bynes is not only is she always the best in whatever she's in, like I don't care who else is in the cast, but she is the best. She's she can convince you that she's any type of girl. Like she can convince you that she's a girl's girl and super femme. She can convince you that she's a tomboy. She can convince you that she's uber uber Christian, you know, or that she like literally doesn't care about anything. Or, you know, like she can she can convince you that she is any type of girl. And I think that in this movie, she convinces you that she's any type of person, just in general, mm-hmm. you know, like without the gender. And I think that that's so important. And I love that there's not a single point in this movie where she doesn't stand up for herself, you know? And, and I think that it's just so, I don't know. I just, I love it. I love it so much. And it's Amanda just Bynes so forever. Amanda Bynes forever. And oh, another small thing that I have to note is that the two leading men, um, Viola's ex-boyfriend and Channing Tatum, the, mm-hmm. those two actors were both a when part of the step up franchise and so Let's and the movie forget. is based off of Shakespeare so not Let's only not is it Shakespeare but the dancing is also good oh, I love it I love it running joke fulfilled running joke fulfilled and now we're full and, and now we're full circle how beautiful wow. it is Shakespeare and the dancing is good yes I love that um, what about, yeah, I love She's a Man. I think yeah, all those sentiments you said echo well with me. I don't know why, whenever I think of She's a Man, I just like imagine, like it just brings me back to like the nostalgia of that time period. Like I think of like it playing at a sleepover, like it playing in like uh, TGI Fridays on the big screen. And like, I can see it like on like, with like wooden paneling in the back and like, oh, it's such a good movie. And, and I think it's similar to like Freaky Friday, which I watched a couple of weeks ago when I found out I, I had access to my friend's Disney Plus and I was like, this movie just holds really well. Like, you know, yeah. obviously like, you know, when you watch movies and you're like, cringe. And of course, like there'll always be moments like that. Like, just funny, just good. Everyone's entertained. It's Shakespeare and the dancing's good. What can I say? I know, it's it's just so great. And I, I don't know, it's brought me so much joy, but I do have to say, um, apparently the opposite is true for Amanda Bynes. So yeah. I looked up a lot of trivia for this movie just because I wanted to know what I didn't already know because I already know a lot of information about this movie, like stupidly. Uh, Amanda Bynes in an interview said a few things 
one that I found really interesting was that she she fought for Channing Tatum to get the part because he had never been like the only thing he had been in at that point was like a Mountain Dew commercial or something. Oh, um, wow. and she she really and he was so much older than the rest of the cast, and so she really right. had to fight for him to get the part, and like is kind of a part of the reason why his career launched. But anyway, yeah. um, a sad thing that she said is that she watching this movie caused her to launch into a really really deep depression for about four to six months because she didn't like how she looked as a boy she didn't like her performance it gave her like I don't know just super super bad vibes and apparently she had the similar experience watching Easy A Um, and she you know apparently she hates her performance in Easy A and that also led to depression and other you know mental health issues I always think about that like when I watch like actors and actresses in films where like I can look at them and be like oh that's not a great shot of you and it makes me wonder like how they feel in the moment because like this is immortalized like it's not just like a picture on Facebook it's like who part of my like portfolio as a person yeah and also I saw this tidbit on IMDb and I don't know if this is something she said or I don't know how this was found out but it's and I don't even know if it actually went down this way, but it's phrased very sadly, which is while she was in like boy form, the cast and crew were more comfortable hanging around her, but they were more distant while she was herself. And I'm just like, guys, the hell? Like, that's so weird. if that's true, and if she said that in an interview, then that's sad. And that makes me sad. Hmm. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, it makes me sad to think that the movie didn't bring her joy because it brings me to this day so much joy and I mean I cannot I know I've said it so many times but I cannot overstate how well I know and love this movie I can tell when my mom is watching it or anyone from an opposite room based on the soundtrack like I know this movie so well but yeah I just feel like that like DVD cover is like so iconic like that movie poster it's just so memorable it is iconic because it's it's so like I mean talk about a love triangle it paints like a love a love I don't know something I don't I I wasn't good at geometry what are other shapes oh man uh oh okay come on octagon decagon Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like Duke has a crush on whoever, who has a crush on whoever, who's dating whoever, but so-and-so is dating whoever. And it's just, it's, you're right. It is an iconic cover. And there's so many great one-liners, you know, so many Mm -hmm. great, like 1-800-BIOTCH, she will do great things. So many, you know, Willis and Doodleberries, you know, it's just so good. Like I could just list all of the things. And it's also super relatable. If a spider ever called into my room, I too... I too would jump onto the bed and squeal because I don't like that. I don't like that. And you can see all of the move, all of the moments in the movie where someone almost breaks and it's just, it makes it even better. And mm. I just, it's so yeah. great. And it's been so formative, I think, in my just enjoyment of teen content, you know, it's probably part of where it all started. I mean, Amanda Bynes is definitely a big part of where it all started. Just her. Yeah, but this movie is also probably a part of where it all started. And I, I think that's a good point. Like Amanda Bynes, and I think that's something like you know we won't get too much into because I think it gets very like dark, and I don't think I know enough to speak to it. But like Amanda Bynes was such a part of our formative years, and I just feel like she doesn't get recognition the same way. Like people, I feel like people go up to bat for like Hillary Duff, like yes. say, like this that about Lindsay Lohan. People are not talking about how like Amanda Bynes, the Amanda Show, like and all that. Like she 
gave me so much of what I know to be funny. Like, like she did more than the things like most people talk about, I guess, is my overall point. She's so good. She's so funny. And I was thinking about this when I was looking up the movies, but she's one of the few actresses of the time. I think I can only say the same thing for Hilary Duff and Raven Simone, who didn't make me feel bad about myself while watching them. And not that the Mm -hmm. others actively did things, but it was either the way they carry themselves or like the type of roles they were in. But I never felt bad about myself while while watching her. Like I felt like I could actually be her friend. And, you know, she is just so personable in that way. And you're right, because of the way her career evolved and the way the media has treated her, basically, she doesn't get the recognition she deserves. And even down to her last performance, which was in Easy A in 2010, she is one of the best she she is so good in that movie she is so good in that movie and she like she never misses you know she never misses but yeah even in Hairspray which is one of my absolute favorites another movie I can quote backwards and forwards she's so good and it's like who knew if she could sing or not but she services the character so perfectly and she just doesn't get the recognition she deserves and it honestly hurts my heart to see the way the media treated her mental health I think she actually needed help and I think instead of getting her help and acknowledging that everyone was sort of like I mean Another akin child to the, star. exactly oh, akin to the yeah. free Britney Spears documentary they just sort of pointed more fingers at her it was like wow look at how crazy and funny this is and like hasn't she lost her marbles and it's like no actually she gave us so much and what she deserves from us is respect and help and time and yeah. we gave her none of that and now she's taking yeah. it for herself which I think is great but yeah you know, I think after this I might dig more into what's going on because I know I think like her speaking out and stuff like that is a little more recent so yeah I think the last time she spoke about it like in length was in 2018 for mm-hmm. an, um, an article with paper magazine yes but other than that she's kept like I looked at her twitter there's only 12 tweets I looked at her she doesn't have anything posted on her instagram it's very like she keeps her life very under wraps which I think mm-hmm. she should um, and I think that's good for her. And I hope that she's well. I just hope, I, I don't know if we'll ever get it, but very selfishly, I hope that she returns to acting because, I mean, she was just yeah. so good. So, so good. Even in all that, when she was like, she, I don't know if she was the youngest of Blue the cast. But, like, come on. Like, I mean. She's funny, she, bro. The knock, knock, who's there fish? Like, that's uh, a cultural Classic. Reset classics but yeah no she I don't know like I said she gave us so much and I'm so forever grateful for what she has given to my childhood Mm -hmm. because it's just was such good content you know she's Mm -hmm. always great and I love her and it makes me sad to think about the fact that we might not get anything else from her Um, but at least what we do have is great and so if there's anything in her repertoire that you have not seen the six people who listen to this podcast you should go watch (laughs) well at the end of all this do you feel as though your um, rankings have changed or do they still hold true I think they hold true and I think they all I mean I had to give it serious consideration because I love these movies so much Um, but I still think at the end of the day my rankings remain that I will clueless Mary, She's the Man, and Unfortunately Kill, 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a movie that I do love. Let it not get twisted. Mm -hmm. I do think that my 
things still stand as well and that she's the man I still remain to marry. I would still fuck ten things I hate about you and I would do away with Clueless, not for any reason other than I just didn't like it as much as the other three or the other two. That's and that's a fair reason. And that's on that. Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare, but the dancing is good. Ah, That was my favorite favorite thing ever. Like it all clicked because I obviously I'm a big fan of the Step Up franchise as well. Big, yeah. big fan. And so, we maybe talk about every episode. Yes. Cool. Well, now that we're at the end of our movie time, how are you doing, Adira? Do you have any recs? Any, any FMs or Ks? Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. We originally stopped doing this podcast because life just got super duper hectic for the both of us. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately not much has changed given or like as far as the outside world is concerned um well okay but it's been a very i don't know 2020 was just a really hard year for me all around something that i would say is a mary is uh jasmine sullivan's latest ep that i've been listening to nonstop since it came out a few weeks ago um again good days by sizza Mm-hmm. came out earlier it came out on christmas and i've still been listening to that so just a lot of you know things that are keeping me going and have been keeping me going i guess i love that beautiful what about you um yeah i second the um hotels by jasmine sullivan beautiful amazing every song is so good and rich in its own way and like even in the loop, i find myself listening to it just because they're just fun um, and then I would say my actual, like, Mary, a classic, like, you don't know what you have until you don't have it, is I love my bidet. <laughs> I, I got it off Amazon, installed it myself, like a hot little plumber girl, and this weekend when I went to go stay with a friend in New York, and, like, I was using her bathroom, maybe just TMI, but I was like, I just feel dirty, like, I just don't feel clean enough, and the bidet just really gets that for you. It feels luxurious, you feel clean, you use way less toilet paper, so you're better for the environment. I, I think everyone and their mother should get one. And you can install it yourself. It's like 40 bucks on Amazon. That's my Mary. I'll consider it. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever live in a house without a bidet again. I'm oh, wow. That's serious. Yeah. That is yeah, serious. Mm-hmm. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Today, today uh, is the bidet. Hashtag, yeah. team, but hashtag team bidet 2021. Yeah. And forever. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, that was all of our fms and or k's is there anything else you'd like to add that the people need to know that the people need to hear oh man no thanks for staying with us and for listening to this episode we appreciate it. yeah man if you're listening to this kudos to you because we did we took a long a long break while our life well i don't know about your life but my life was falling apart so you know (laughs) thing things were happening and there's still an episode in the vault too that I haven't released. Um, so <laughs> don't forget about it. Shali's final recommendation is to watch WandaVision because it's great. Um, and I'm sure that in my heart of hearts, I will second that once I see it. Um, Can't wait to have discourse. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, bye, y'all. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>